Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, hey, it's another edition of Simply Financial. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning. And you can find us online at insightfolios.com. Just click the listen button and you can ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. That's insightfolios.com. Kevin, I'm excited for today's show. We've got lots of good things to chat over. We're going to be taking out the trash on the program today, uh, going through that financial life, getting rid of the trash, cleaning up. And uh, we're also going to talk about how people often self-sabotage their retirement futures and what we can do to avoid that uh, going forward. So I think there'll be some helpful information for people as well. Can't wait to get to all of that with you, but uh, what's going on in your world, first of all? You sent me a picture of a nice fish you caught last week. I was I did. We floated down the Asabo River, and I caught a 20-inch brown trout. You know, I'm pretty happy that day, as you've seen that big smile on the my face. A big smile. Yeah. I was telling Kevin off air, if only we could Photoshop him out of the picture, it was be a really nice <laughs> nice photo of that fish but you know yeah i knowing you you'll try and send me another picture of just the fish so then i might hang it on a wall if you do that i, I talk yeah. a big game for a guy who often sends you a picture of me catching like a you know four ounce pinfish or something like that you know <laughs> try, trying to make it look bigger than it really is but uh no you uh you always have uh, very impressive catches my friend so uh, love getting to see those pictures of you out on the river or the lake, having a good time, and uh, glad you had a good weekend. Any uh, any big plans coming up this weekend? Well, my plans are going to be similar to yours. Again, we were talking just before the show started, and I'm going to go up to Atlanta, and I'm going to go listen to the elk bugle. Nice. And the, and the loons in the background and the whippoorwills going, and I'm just going to have a ball when I do that. So, And I know you're about ready to go camping and listen to the elk bugle, too. So That's you, right. We're, we're going to be on the same page. We're, we're, we're going camping in uh, in Colorado. We went last weekend for a trial run, Kevin, and uh, we went camping just to like a one-nighter, and we forgot uh, some very essential things, like you know, something to sleep on uh, that wasn't just the hard ground. I mean, we had a tent, but we forgot extra pads or blankets or anything like that. So we did have our sleeping bags, but that was about it. So it was a very long night on a very hard camping pad. I should have just gotten in the in the back of the truck and <laughs> fallen asleep up there. Maybe might have been a better idea. I don't Puts know. Put some air mattresses in there before you go this time. Yeah, we, uh, we're moving that up to the top of our, our checklist. And uh, then we also forgot cooking uh, utensils. We'd bought a new camp stove, and the picture made it look like it came with the pans. And so we get to the campsite, we take it, and it was still in the box. We take it out of the box, no pans. <laughs> so <laughs> we were cooking bacon for breakfast uh, over the open fire grate the next morning, which was, I don't know, kind of cool, actually, to have some, you know, over the fire, like almost like you're just, you know, grilling bacon strips. It, it worked. Um, but we didn't bring tongs or anything like that. We had totally messed up on all of these. We brought plenty of food, just not great uh, items to actually, you know, utilize and help with the cooking method. So we were using plastic forks over the hot flames of the open fire to try and like flip these, you know, pieces of bacon on the open grate. It was 
very entertaining. Very entertaining. That's, that's why they called it the trial run. That was a trial run. So we're much better prepared for this <laughs> yeah, weekend's good, trip. Good. So. Send, send me pictures. I will. Yeah. I will. I'll send you a few shots. Uh, but it was uh, it was a great time, and uh, we enjoyed it. And so we're going back. So that's a good thing. Even with our even with our faux pas, we weren't scared off from it. We had a really really good time. So this uh, time of, this time of year is fantastic. It so. is. It is. It was uh, nice and warm during the days, and then you got that real crispness at night that kind of settled in a little bit and made you want to bundle up. You know, uh, in in the sleeping bags, and the dogs did really well. By the way, they were just very chill the entire time, which I was surprised with. But they were it just a, very relaxed. They loved nature, so it was. Good. It was a two dog night. It was a two dog night. You got it. You <laughs> yeah. got it. Uh, they were not pleased at our our lack of forgetting to bring blankets and extra you know sleeping materials though. So <laughs> we we had to get creative with helping to keep them warm and make them happy. But they were good sports about it. Uh, well, let's dive into our conversations on today's show. You know, I talked about moving recently, Kevin, and uh, we could not take out the trash for a while. You know, whenever you move somewhere, you got to try and line up your, you know, your trash services and recycling and all those kinds of things. And uh, it took us a little while to figure out, like, who in the town we were supposed to contract with to come pick up the trash. And then the bin that we had already was this little tiny, tiny, tiny bin that only fit like two bags. So uh, just a couple of days ago, finally was our, our true first trash day after like two weeks of being here. Boy, it felt good to take out the trash. And uh, <laughs> so we're going to do that on today's episode because sometimes we just got to go through things, whether it be, you know, a, a move or some spring cleaning, perhaps, or if we're just looking at our finances and go through our financial life, we need to take out the trash. And so we're going to talk about some of the things that, I don't know, you might need to throw out of your financial plan so that it's a little bit more efficient and uh, you're not, you know, having that space taken up by all that extra trash sitting around in your financial garage or that spare room and that sort of thing. This sounds fun to you kevin it sounds like uh we're about to tackle it let's do it all right let's you, try it you yeah. have no choice we're going to talk about it right now <laughs> okay all right so we've got five uh, five potential trash items we can take out here number one is debt why do you consider that to be trash in someone's financial plan well you know debt can be you know rather burdensome when you're going into retirement especially if you have credit card debt you know maybe 20 25 percent interest rates or you have a mortgage debt or you know excessive debts out there of any sort are going to be hindering your retirement when you're going to retirement why because that's extra income we're going to need to plan for going you know into retirement and through retirement so if you're going into retirement you just remortgaged your house and we have a big mortgage payment for the next 10 15 years that's going to impact your income plan and simply because we need more income and credit card debt sometimes people will come in you know they'll have two or three credit cards and i definitely want to get rid of those before going into retirement because those interest rates will eat your life going in there. So when we're sitting down, we're talking to people and you first come in my office, that's one of the questions I'm going to ask you. Do we have a mortgage? Do we have major credit card debt? Do we have student loans? Whatever it is that we have to worry about, let's look at that and let's maybe minimize that as much as we can before you go into uh, retirement. That way, more of the income that you are receiving, you're going to be able to keep versus paying out mortgage payments or credit card payments and, and those things. I like that a lot, Kevin, and it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, let's take that debt trash out, and uh, it's going to help us out a lot when we go through the rest of our plan, give you some space to breathe, a little bit of freedom to start seeing other opportunities in that plan. 
Now, some other things may not be as easy to spot as debt, uh, just like some of the trash items in your home. You know, you might have to open some closets. You might have to go underneath the sink. I remember when we moved out of our last home, Kevin, you know, that was a big eye-opener. Man, look at how much stuff just piled up underneath of this sink. <laughs> and so let's <laughs> let's go through the sink and clean out some of that trash. That, to me, is kind of like maybe this next item on our list of taking too much risk. Why is that kind of uh, trash in our portfolio, and how can we clean it up? Well, especially when you're getting into your retirement phase and more importantly, into your income phase. And I give you an example. Somebody just came in my office, Walter. I'm going to be a little math, math question here. Uh-oh. All right. Okay. But should I get the calculator out? Nah, this is easy okay. math. So we, the client come in with about $500,000 uh, of retirement savings, and he had a shortfall of twenty about $20,000 per year, meaning that he needed 20000 up and above what is fixed income that was coming in. Okay. And this year, we know the market's down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's down, it's, down, it's down about 10%, but probably a little bit more. So if we start with 500 and we just lost 10% this year, how much did we lose? Uh, so we lost about 50,000 bucks. 50,000. Let's say it goes down 10, 10% again next year. So uh, we're down. We lose $45,000. We're down roughly 100 grand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And remember his shortfall, what he needed up and above his income was about 20 grand. So all of a sudden we started with 500 and now we're about 380. And this is what the risk, you know, we're talking about a risk, how it can, you know, affect your retirement, especially when you're taking income. So you have to be careful when you're going into retirement because you've been taking risks to get to retirement. Maybe, and then some people, it's hard to get out of that that mindset. I need, to, I need to still take risk. I'm chasing growth. Well, when you get into retirement, you should be chasing income, not growth so much. In, growth will follow income if you have a good plan. So instead of taking too much risk, or how do you feel about risk on a scale of one to 10? You may say an eight. An advisor may build you a portfolio based on eight, but do you really need an eight? In this particular case, when we're talking about this person, they didn't need to take that much risk. And when we pointed it out by simply doing a, a simplicity plan, you know, we pointed out that you don't need to take that risk. We, we need to take some, but we can probably cut it in half on what you're doing and get you to and through retirement without having to worry about, you know, the, the market falling 10% for the next two years, because that's what can happen very easily. We're seeing it happening this year. Uh, we could see it happen next year. We don't know. But if it does, we need to be prepared because income is king now. When you're in retirement, growth is second. Income is king because you're going to need income. So taking too much risk can derail that income plan. We've always heard cash is king, Kevin, but uh, really in retirement, it's income is king. Income's king, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. That's a great illustration. I mean, that's it's one thing if you're 35 or even 40 and you have that 500000 go down to 400000 over the course of two years. And you're like, all right, well, that stinks. That doesn't feel good. But, you know, I've got plenty of time to recover and bounce back. But if you're at retirement, it's like, oops, now my entire plan has just you know, really been blown up. And, and I, I don't want to wait three years, four years, five years to, for it to recover. You may not have that long because you need additional money on top of the market loss. So that's the, yeah. that's the issue. Yep. Yep. That's, that's really important and uh, really good to know. That's why you got to have a plan in place. The closer and closer to get to retirement, the more and more important it becomes to have these solid kinds of plans. So that's why that's trash, too much risk in our portfolios. All right, this one's easy to throw into the trash category here, Kevin. Hidden fees and unnecessarily high fees. What's the skinny on those? Oh, what are we talking about, Walter, here? What do you think? We talk about it a lot of the time. 
the hidden fees, just yeah. being like, uh, I don't know, cost of, cost of doing business kind of stuff or mutual yeah. funds. Mutual or, funds, okay. yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mutual funds and then annuities, right? The, the, so, I know you've talked about those variable annuities before, often yep. a source of this uh, in this area. So what are we talking about? These are fees that are not you know, readily, you can't see them, let's say. So there's a real good Forbes article out there, and you can Google it, and it's called The Real Cost of Owning Mutual Funds. And they're going to tell you the average actively managed mutual fund fee is 317 to 4.17%. Now, people are maybe listening right now saying, what? Yeah, I said 317 to 4.17%. And you're thinking, no, I may be paying 0.55. All you're seeing on your, let's say, your 401k statement or the other statements is your expense ratio. All these other fees aren't included in there. Google that that article and you'll see all the fees. I don't we you know we don't have the time to go through them today, but you'll see all the additional fees that are not listed. And on variable annuities and then in some indexed annuities too. There's income riders, there's you know death benefit riders, there's nursing home cost riders, there's all these additional riders that when people come into my office, a lot of times I'll say, why do you have that on there? They don't know. They're never going to take an income from it, for example, but they're maybe paying a 1% fee on that. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why do you have that on there? Or you have some other kind of uh, charge on there. And we want to think about annuities as, Walter, and you buy a car and you add on all of the additional you know, goodies on you. You want power windows, you want whatever it is, mm-hmm. that additional cost, right? Just bought a car last week, Kevin, went through yep. that exact realization of like, oh man, this sounded so affordable. Well, even the base packages of the cars these days don't sound affordable, but no. it was kind of like, okay, somewhat reasonable in this inflation world. And then you throw in a couple of little nuances, things that sound small, and you're like, oh my gosh, what happened to the price? <laughs> it's exactly what we're talking about here. Yep. So you have to be you have to be very careful about these hidden fees because if you're paying an additional, let's just say you're paying three percent, like the Forbes article says, on a hundred thousand, that's three thousand dollars. Over ten years, that's thirty thousand dollars. That adds up. There's ways to look at this, and when people come in, we talk about the fees, and you know we can show them sometimes. Hey, this makes more sense, and you can save more money on fees. And you know a fiduciary is going to. You know, point out the fees. We have to do that. We have to show you, you know, have to be transparent. So that's what we're talking about here. Those hidden fees can eat you up and eat you alive over time. Yeah, it's a great point across the board there, Kevin. And this is why we've got to be so careful with our financial plan. If you want to talk a little bit more about some of the things that we've discussed on the show today, we're talking about finances, retirement, getting ready for your financial future, making sure that you're not taking too much risk, that you're not paying too much in fees, that you're handling debt appropriate, that you're not letting your plan fill up with trash, that we're cleaning it up, getting it out of there, and making sure that you are efficiently and properly planning for retirement. If you need help, doing all of that, well, it's easy to find that help, even locally. Kevin was born and raised in Pinconning. He's been helping folks plan for retirement for about three decades now, and he can take you through his planning process and make sure that it is simple, easy for you to understand, but also very effective. And if you want to find out a little bit more about what that process looks like uh, to see if you're a good fit for working with Kevin and the team at Inside Folios, Here's a couple of ways that you can get in touch. You can give them a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or you can go online to insightfolios.com and get in touch through the website. But again, easiest way to do it today while you're thinking about it is go ahead and just give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN and tell him, yeah, I want to 
talk to you a little bit about that financial plan, or maybe you just have a simple question on your mind that you want to address first, something about your portfolio or financial question you've been maybe pondering the answer to and want some customized guidance, uh, the conversation can start there as well. So again, pick up the phone, give Kevin a call, have a chat. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note. Kevin will get back in touch with you to set up that time to visit. And you can come in to the office and meet one-on-one or meet virtually, of course, 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. We'll keep taking out the trash coming up on the program. So stay with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What's that old naval acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, That's the one. Keep listening to Simply Financial. Discover a simpler approach to investing. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area, but based right in Pinconning. You can get in touch with us by calling 888-885-PLAN. Call anytime and have a conversation about your financial situation or just let Kevin know when's a good time for you to meet up and have a chat about your financial plan. 888-885-PLAN, again, is that number. Or you can go to insightfolios.com and click the Listen button. You can ask questions there or listen to past episodes of the show. You can also learn about the Simplicity Express plan on the website. This is where you can kind of get that mini quick version of a financial plan that you would get if you came in and went through the full process with Kevin and the team. Uh, But if you just want to kind of dip your toe in the planning waters a little bit, go to the website and look for that Simplicity Express button. And in just a few clicks of a button, answering a few questions. You can get kind of an early express idea, if you will, if you're ready for retirement and maybe some things to be thinking about. If you want to check that out, again, go to insightfolios.com, insightfolios.com, and look for the Simplicity Express button. Earlier in the show, we were talking about taking out the trash in our financial plans. We talked about eliminating debt, uh, how to make sure you're not taking too much risk, cleaning up your portfolio that way. And when you have hidden fees or unnecessarily high fees in your plan, how that can be like, you know, getting crowded out of your home with having too much trash sitting around. Let's talk about some other ways we can take out the trash in our portfolios, Kevin. The next thing we have on the list is lazy money. What in the world would lazy money be? Oh, I have a good example on this one. Lazy money, we talk about this from time to time, Walter, but let's just look at our traditional savings account. I was in the bank the other day, and I happened to look up on the board. What do you think interest rates on your savings accounts are right now? Are we still, we're still under a percent, right? We are, yeah. anywhere from 0.3 to 0.4% typically. It's a little but bit better than the, what was it, 0.1 for a while? Point, 0.1, yeah. Yeah, okay. But let's say we find something that's 0.5%, and you have a hundred grand sitting in that savings account, how much interest are you going to earn during that 12-month period, the following 12-month period? On a hundred grand, you're only going to walk away with like 500 bucks. 500 like bucks, right? Yeah. Yep. Now, is that working for you necessarily in a high interest rate? You I know, mean, I mean, f- an inflation, high inflation rate? 500 bucks is 500 bucks. 500 bucks is 500 But bucks, this yeah. year, that's not sounding like a whole lot, is it? No. Mm. But let's say you look at a plain Jane uh, fixed annuity, which, by the way, Walter, you can get 4% nowadays. So 4%, you know, we haven't said that in quite a while. So 4% on that same $100,000 is $4,000. So that's $3,500 you left on the table if you did something like that. And over $3,500 over the next 10 years, $35,000 adds up. These little things that people don't think about, they add up over time. And if you start trimming fees, you start, you know, looking at lazy money, you start doing all these things we're talking about. 
pretty soon you're going to have a, a significant amount of money that you didn't, you would not otherwise have just by looking at internally at yourself, see what's going on and make them some small adjustments along the way. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a, it shows you a very big difference in those two dollar figures. Seems so simple, uh, but that's uh, one thing to definitely consider. So that'd be lazy money. If you've got cash and you're just letting it sitting around, not 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 getting anything for you, you know, there's other options if you kind of know what your timeline is for needing or using that cash that you can leverage. So very helpful. That's lazy money. We want to get that out of the portfolio. Uh, something else we want to eliminate, Kevin, uh, and this is our, our last point on taking out the trash. Ooh, I don't want to call people trash by any means here, Kevin, but I guess I'm going to have to do it here. But you can soften this or, or lean into it if you want. And that'd be brokers or, uh, or an advisor even who maybe they look out for themselves instead of you, the client. Uh, take out the trash in that case, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you definitely want somebody working on your behalf. And that's, you know, why we have the fiduciary term out there. Everybody seems to know that term. I, mean, I you know, when people call me, that's one of the first things I ask. Are you a fiduciary? And I say, yes. And what is a fiduciary? What do we do different? We have to put your best interests first, not ours. We have to put your best interests first. And what do we mean by that? How do you tell if you're not working with a fiduciary? Well, if you have a lot of products, maybe you're not working with a fiduciary. If things don't make sense, you don't have a plan, but you have all these different investments or all these different products, uh, you want you may want to question it. You may want to come in. You may want to get a second opinion and, and see. Does everything that you've accumulated up until this point in your life, are they working for you? Are they going to fit into your plan? Are they going to produce the income that you're going to need? Are, are you leaving a good legacy plan for what's going to be left over? Are taxes, are, are you being you know, looked at tax-wise? Are you paying the least amount of tax that you can legally? All these things the fiduciary is going to do. So look on, you know, look for a fiduciary. I, you know, it's my suggestion. Always talk to a fiduciary because we have to put your best interest first. And when you come into my office, we do that and we show you how we do it. How do we do it? We do it through that simplicity plan. So if we're audited, we can show the auditor that plan and say, how did we come up with these recommendations? And we've had to do that from time to time. And that auditor can see how we did it. And we, they can see how we put your best interest forward. So that's the, the thing there. So make sure you're working with fiduciary and make sure everything's fitting in your plan, going on schedule, and make sure it's benefiting you. Really good points across the board, Kevin. So there you go. If if we just take these five things we've covered on the show today, when we talk about you know taking out the trash in our financial plan, if we just addressed these five things, you know I know that's not a comprehensive plan, but boy, I got to imagine those are some pretty big points we've hit. If we just knock off those five things, it's putting somebody in a pretty good position to retire, right? It is. I mean, just from the fees we're talking about, or from you know earning a little higher interest rate over time, it can be it can be tens of thousands of dollars over five or 10 year time frame. So get involved in your own planning and take that first step. And all you have to do is, you know, pick the phone up and give us a call. I'd be happy, sit down with you one-on-one -on -one and we'll go through those things and we'll look at them from a fiduciary standpoint, make sure that everything's in your best interest. Again, if you want to get in touch with Kevin, you can give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area. And you can schedule a time to visit for a complimentary financial and retirement planning review by calling that number, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. 
no matter if your questions are big, complicated, or small and simple, whatever is a good starting point for you to begin that financial and retirement planning conversation is a great thing. And so pick up the phone, give Kevin a call with any of your questions. 888-885-PLAN is that number. More to come on today's show. We're going to talk a little bit later about how not to self-sabotage your retirement. And if you are self-sabotaging, well, how you can fix it and turn it the other direction. Uh, We're going to address that issue and more coming up on today's show. So stay tuned to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show and looking forward to uh, hearing a little bit more about you, Kevin, in this question of the week. When is the last time uh, that you went to a family reunion? Wow, Walter. You know, when I was a kid, those were big when we were growing up. Right. Everyone had like a family reunion kind of thing going on, right? We did. On my mother's side, my my great-grandmother... If just her grandkids showed up, there's over 100 of us. So we used to have big, big family reunions. And it's been a few years since I've been to one, since, you know, my grandmothers have passed away, and we don't seem to have them anymore. But, I, I would, I, you know, if I'm thinking back, we went to the coal reunion, which is on my mom's side, my grandmother's side there. And it was probably four or five years ago. So it's been a while. Unfortunately, you know, it seems lately I've been seeing people at funeral homes and and those types of things. But we got to get back to that family reunion and start making some more sticky sticky memories like we talked about uh, last week. Yeah, sticky memories. I remember that that term and I, I like it. I agree with you. I don't know if we've ever had like this formal, hey, family reunion. Now, there just might be various events that you happen to see, you know, some of those maybe extended family members around. But, yeah, I don't know about full full reunion. Like, I, there's one wedding I can think of in particular where I got to meet, like, all of my dad's cousins and, you know, that, that really extended family that felt more like a true type of reunion gathering. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we have regular get-togethers with aunts and uncles, and but I'm an only child, so I'm you know closer maybe to my aunts and uncles than than other people. So, uh, and we've always visited them, so it's not really like a reunion when we get together. So, yeah, yeah I don't we, know. Ours used to be two days. We used to have really good ball games, really good poker at night, like, like true me. planned family reunion yeah, kind yeah, of things. Yeah. yeah, and all of my grandmother's farmhouse, so there was lots of room and. At, I think, 12 or 13 years old, I was able to play poker with the adults. I mean, I had a great time playing That's poker. That's pretty. I was a pretty good poker player at that age, and I, I was bet. a pretty good ball player, too. I like and, it. And um, I always got picked by my Uncle Dale to be on the <laughs> ball team as one of the first or second players. And yeah, it was just, it was a good time. We need to get back to those types of things. I guess we just do a lot of, like, smaller group hangouts. So we'll we, visit we this, too. Yeah. this pocket of family members, and then a couple weeks later, we'll hang out with this pocket of family members. So we don't do the whole big, let's gather everybody together. It's just smaller. We're still seeing everybody, but it's happening in smaller chunks. Yeah, same, same way here. We'll see everybody in smaller chunks, too. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. It'd be fun to get everybody together and do some big, massive thing at some point, though. I can see the attraction to that and, and why people enjoy it but it's also fun to do the more intimate ones because you feel like you get to know more people a little bit better deeper conversations that side so i guess yeah. there's two two sides to it right unless you have two days like we used to then you can you can talk still you can make your rounds you can yeah, make the yeah, rounds yeah. that's for sure yeah. well cool uh well yeah let's, let's we need to bring those back kevin so i'll i'll keep checking in with you to see if you can get some sort of reunion pulled together and then 
maybe we'll try to do the same thing with our with our folks too. We'll give it a whirl. We'll give it a whirl, as as you like to say. I love it. Uh, more coming up on today's show. Are you self sabotaging your retirement? That conversation's coming up next, and some solutions for how to fix it if you are. Uh, stay tuned to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. And so glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, based in Pinconning. About three decades of experience helping folks in the area get to and through retirement. Uh, with all the things in the financial world that you can't control, why would we sabotage our own retirement with those things that we can control? That's kind of the key question. Let that resonate in your minds a little bit today. So here are some of the ways that people sabotage their own financial health. Kevin's going to help us with some solutions to either fix this if we're currently doing it, or you'll at least know about it to try and prevent it moving forward. Here's the first one, uh, obsessing about short-term ups and downs in the market. So that's the thing we we can't control the market, right, Kevin, but we can control our reaction to it. My mom used to say that to me all the time growing up. You can't control what other people do to you, but you can control your reaction to it uh, in terms of like how you're, how you're treated or what somebody says to you. Kind of the same thing in the stock market, isn't it? It is. And emotions, we're talking about emotions, aren't we? So the market's been going down this year, and then if you're in the, on the opposite side and you're constantly looking at your account, boy, it's down, it's down, it's down, you're kind of self-sabotaging yourself because you're worrying about it, you're losing sleep, and the motion factor gets involved, and you may say sell. And then as soon as you sell, you know what happens, the market goes back up. So we're talking about short-terms ups and downs. So if we look at this year, the market is down maybe 10 12%, but last year the market was up let's say 20%, uh, you know, the S&P 500, somewhere near those figures. So for the last two years, you're up. And let's look back five years. You're up even further probably though over the last five years. So the short-term ups and downs are natural. That's what people need to need to figure out. They're natural. They're going to happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. We don't know what the market's going to do tomorrow, let alone two years from now. But the short-term ones are may have people make emotional decisions based on emotion. That's not good. Remember, when you're in the market, it's long-term investing. I've said that you know a thousand times here in the radio show. Don't focus on the short terms because there's going to be many of them. Focus on the long term because you need to get to retirement, how do you do that? Long-term planning, long-term growth, all those types of things. And then when you get into retirement, we got long-term, hopefully. We got 20, 30 years in retirement. So those short terms can be the worst thing that you focus on because it's going to possibly make you pick up the phone. You're going to get nervous or you're going to pick up the computer and you're going to sell at the wrong time. And we just know timing the market does not work. I can give you illustration after illustration after illustration. If you're going to be invested long term, treat it that way. Forget about the short terms. Adjust your portfolio as you're as you're going closer to retirement. You get diversification in there. That's going to help. And by the last thing you need is a good income plan. So when the short terms come, it's not going to affect your income. And that'll keep your feet grounded. That'll keep your emotions down. And I found that over the three plus decades, as you say, Walter, I found that helps people tremendously as we're going into retirement. A good solid plan to where they we can show, hey, we have a downturn, how it's going to affect your portfolio. We're not going to let it bother us. Do the income plan and let the short terms do their thing. Because the market over time has gone up. 
we've done entire segments on this show before about emotions and uh, for good reason because if we can control those keep them in check use them to our advantage rather than as a you know a detrimental situation uh, can really put us in a good spot to succeed when it comes to our finances so that's a big one for sure obsessing about those short terms up and up and downs in the market don't do that also pretending like the risk of a nursing home stay in the future is so far away that you don't really need to think about it right now. Like, Kevin, I'm I'm 58, I'm 62, I'm 65. I, I might still be running marathons or, you know, at least going to the gym every day. And I've got all my faculties. I was just working, for crying out loud, even if I've just retired. I'm not thinking about going to the nursing home. That's many years in the future for me. Why would I need to plan for that now? Well, let me put it to you this way. Let me tell you a story, Walter. My mom and dad, when they turned 60, my, my statement to them was, either you're buying a nursing home policy or I'm buying it for you. Why do you think I'd say that? Um, I don't know. Why would that be? A couple of reasons. Number okay. one, when you're 60, it's cheaper. Number okay. two, my great-grandmother spent 12 years in a nursing home. Oh, 12. Wow. 12 years. And I seen how it ate up everything. No kidding. And number three, nobody wants to go to the nursing home, do they? So these policies, if you plan right, will you know help you stay at home, maybe assisted living. So I've seen over my 30 years of helping people what a nursing home can do to your finances, what it can do to your family, all these things that come down the pike. So rather than think about it when you're 70 or 75, when the premiums are probably so expensive, they're they're too expensive for most people, let's look at it when you're in your late 50s, early 60s, because you have to be healthy to get it, and it's going to be more cost-effective and let's look at the future, especially if you have some sort of health problems in your in your family that you've had many members going to the nursing home. We just lost a cousin at age 62 from Alzheimer's. Same side of the family my grandmother was I'm talking about. So those things need to be planned because they, they can wreak havoc on your entire financial plan that's taken you 30 to 40 years to get to. And they can destroy your legacy plans because if you go to the nursing home, they're going to spend down the majority of that money and your legacy plans are going to be shot. So think about that. Think about that. People insure their homes, their boats, their iPhones, whatever, but you don't insure your life savings. That doesn't make sense to me and that needs to be looked into. Yeah, it definitely needs to be. So that's another good one to have on the list for sure, that nursing home issue. Uh, we'll move on from that one to this one, Kevin. Assuming that just because you like your job right now, so this is for those who are still working, but self-sabotage happens here, uh, means that you'll always love it and that you'll never want to retire. This is for those folks that have that saying, right? Oh, I'm never going to retire. Now, some because they don't think they can retire, others because they love their job and they just don't think they'll ever stop working. Right. And I, I have a couple of people I can talk about here, too. One works for a bank, and that bank has been there forever, and she loved going into work every single day, was never going to retire, and I believed her until, guess what happened, Walter? Oh, got sick or got hurt or the, something the like bank, that? The bank got assumed by somebody else. Oh, new, new management. New management. Mm. They come in, and now she can't wait, can't wait to retire. So, and the same thing with another corporation, local corporation here. They got absorbed by another corporation, love their job, love going in every day. Now new management can't take it. So those things change. So I, I, this just happened in the last couple of months, these two people that I'm talking about. So don't think it's, you know, it may be possible, but unless you work for yourself like me, because I'll probably never retire, unless I don't like myself, uh, I'm going to come into work every day. But that's few and far between. So just sit down, do the plan, just in case something like this happens, so you're prepared. 
That's a great point. Last but not least, Kevin, let's slide in one more self-sabotage example here just to round out the conversation. And this would be folks who, you know, they don't identify how much they need to spend for the rest of their life to have the lifestyle that they want. They don't put enough time into, it's not really the B word, it's not really budget, but just understanding truly what they're spending, right? Well, exactly. So, you know, we have a budget sheet in our office. If you don't have one, call our office, we'll, we'll email it to you. But that's a starting point. But more importantly, let's look Let's look at somebody just came in my office, Walter. They needed $65,000 of income starting at age 62, okay? Now, this is a big math question that you're not going to know the answer to. But we increased you, you, you it. You said with, six, 65? I'm going to six, try. Six, yep, okay, 65. 000. So we increased it with inflation every year. And we have that person live until 95 years old. How much income do you think that's going to be over those years? Oh, I don't know. Um uh, you're going to need some more increases in there. I mean, you're going to be getting yep. up into the 70s and 80s at some point. Oh, yeah. By the time. All right. They started at 65 at 62. By the time they were 70, they're up to 76,000 oh, okay. of income. So the, we, I totaled all that up in our simplicity process. We got $3 million. They need $3 wow. million of income if they're going to live to 95. Now, the, the, just you said, wow, right? That's the, the normal reaction. But when we put in that plan, now, this person had a uh, pension, and this person had Social Security, and his wife did too. Of that $3 million, 71% of it was already there, and it's coming from pensions and Social Security. They both lived in 95. $2,104,206.86 was there. They were short. This is shortfall we're talking about. They were short 874000 This is the problem that needs to be fixed. First, you figure out how much income that's going to possibly be if you lived in 95, which is short, and then build some plans to fix that shortfall. And knowing your shortfall will be, you know, is the investments we're going to kind of reverse engineer and we're going to show you how to fill that shortfall so you can get to and through retirement. But identifying how much you need for the rest of your life, in this case, it was $3 million, and identifying how much you're short, in this case, it was 800000 and how we're going to fix that. How are, we, how are we going to take investments and fill that shortfall of that 800000 so you don't run out of money in retirement? That's the key. Don't sit down. Don't procrastinate. If you're getting close to retirement, you know, start that process. You need to know these numbers. And then that number, we had what we called our retirement number. And this person had a 4%, meaning they had to average 4% with no planning, 4% on their investments from here to 95 with no planning so they don't run out of money. That's a pretty good number because that can be guaranteed today. So there's planning options. There's planning things that we can do. We can take you know, the nursing home. We can plan for that. We can, you know, if you don't like your job, we can plan for that. There's going to be some short terms, ups and downs. We can plan for that and we can plan for Social Security. We do all of that planning in that simplicity process. We show you how much income you're going to need. We're going to show you your shortfall. And we're going to show you how to solve all those things. And best of all, we're a fiduciary. We're going to put you, your interest first. And that's how we do it through that planning process. I kind of give you a quick snippet of it, Walter, but that's the thing that needs to be done. In my opinion, for everybody going into retirement before you retire, before you make those decisions, sit down and start that process. And you can start that process by picking up the phone and give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Begin the conversation today about how you can get to retirement. But as Kevin just sort of laid out for you, there are some of those complications of getting all the way through retirement as well. 
comes with a lot of complications, but if you have the right plan in place, it can help you navigate through those issues and uh, give you a very effective financial plan to accomplish all of those goals in retirement that you have. So the number to call once again is 888-885-PLAN. When you call, you can set up that time to visit, go over your financial questions, but also learn about some of the things that you haven't even thought about, some of the things you didn't know that you needed to be thinking about. Kevin's going to make sure that all of that is addressed and that you're getting full, comprehensive financial and retirement planning in a way that's simple and easy to understand as well. That's another key component. You need to understand your plan, and Kevin's going to help with that effort. Number to call one more time is 888-885-PLAN. That's very simple, 888-885-7526. Or you can go online to insightfolios.com and click on the Listen button, and you can find past episodes there, ask questions, and get in touch as well. It's all you have to do is go to insightfolios.com or call 888-885-PLAN. Well, Kevin, thanks for all the help and the information on the show today. Really enjoyed this one, and uh, we'll look forward to another great conversation next week. Enjoy the, uh, the, the elk bugling this weekend. I'm going to, and I'm going to pick up the fly rod, too, and go chase some trout. There you go. You send me some pics of some good ones, and uh, we'll remember our utensils so we can cook like normal human beings uh, on our camping trip this weekend. And, and bring your air mattress and stay warm. That's right. And, and bring, the, bring the blankets for the dogs. Don't forget the essentials this time. That's right. Yes, That's right. very important when camping. Bring the essentials. We'll remember that. Uh, just like a financial plan, bring the essentials. I yes. love it. Yes. Uh, thanks so much, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody else, have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you again next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.